One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You are the Natch Butte Queen, snatched and sweet with your skin routine. Natch Butte Queen, feel the gleam from your new neck cream. Oh yeah, you can dance. Use code hatch, having the skin of your life. Ooh, see that butte? She's a honey. She's the Natch Butte Queen. Welcome everybody to Natch Butte. This is your host, the host of Natch Butte, Jackie Johnson, otherwise known as the Beauty Talk Shock Jock, your queen of creams, your host with the most serums, your freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky southern aunt, the pop punk princess. Welcome to Natch Butte, everybody. I'm putting this up at the top because I realize I didn't say any of that in my recording today. So the episode's going to be a little out of order, but I just wanted to put us all on the same page. That's the cover song. That's who I am. Now let's get to the interview. Before we get to the interview, one last disclaimer. I realized that, listen, I'm going to be honest. The quarantine is the quarantine. Studios in LA, they're still closed. I'm not even in LA. So Nash Butte has been happening completely remotely. I've been recording with all of my guests over Zoom. Usually when I record Nash Butte, my producer Rebecca and my engineer Jessica are on the call with me. And they're on the call with me just to make sure I get everything right. And Jessica, Jessica, my engineer, she's a genius. She makes sure that the recording is crisp, clean, we didn't miss anything. But because I went rogue without them, this was the first time I ever recorded an attribute without their help uh, remotely. And let me just say, the audio, it ain't great. Um, I was recording this during a storm, and I decided to leave in some of the lightning because I created a little bit of an ambiance. But the storm didn't make the best recording. Uh, I did my best to edit things around, but I just want to say, to my guest, Daniela. Uh, I apologize that the audio is not the best on this episode, but I wanted to let y'all know this is not up to my normal standards. And don't worry, I learned my lesson. I will not go rogue and try to record an attribute on my own ever again, okay? So just stay with it. It's not that bad, but I just wanted to let y'all know because I have extremely high standards for an attribute. But it is a little... Um, what's the word, cutty-outy in certain places. Certain places, there's a little cutty-outy moment, um, but you'll be able to tell what's going on, and it's honestly not even that bad, but I just wanted to let y'all know. So that's the tea. That's what's happening. Please enjoy this interview. Daniela is so wonderful. We talk about veganism. We talk about all of her entrepreneur endeavors in the vegan space. We talk about being a mom. It's really a great conversation, and I'm really excited that Daniela decided to join us on Natch Butte. We have lots of fun guests coming up. Thank you, as always, for your support and listening to an attribute, especially during these trying times. Uh, so thank you and please enjoy. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Natch Butte. Honey, we are doing our best. We are thriving during these crazy, uncertain times. I have such an incredible guest today that I'm so excited to chat with. Um, first of all, I just want to tell everybody it's pouring rain here in Maryland. So if you hear thunder, just it adds to the ambiance of the convo. Uh, but if, that's, if you hear something, just know that's what it is. But that's not what we're here to discuss. We're here to discuss my guest. Oh, baby, we have so much to discuss. My guest is an actress, philanthropist, and beauty and wellness guru. My guest is a nearly lifelong vegan. She is also an entrepreneur in the vegan and cruelty-free beauty space. And she hosts a podcast which has the best title ever, Adulting Like a Mother Father. And she co-hosts it with her fiancé, Andrew. And they explain to us how they do all this, honey. They run companies. They're healthy. They're stylish. They're fabulous. They run empires. And they're raising their kid. They're doing it all. That's how you find out how they do it. Welcome to Natch Butte, Miss Slay All Day Every Day, Daniela Monet. Yes, honey. 
Is that okay if yes, I refer honey. to you as Miss Slay all day, every day? Oh, Slay all day, every day. Yes. I mean, honestly, I ugh, I can't wait to talk to you about things I've already expressed to you. I love the backsplash in your kitchen that I just happened to <laughs> eye. But let's start with a question I ask every guest, which is what type of skin do you have? Oh, I have a normal to dry skin. That's fair. My next question for you, I saw on your Twitter bio that it, it says you are a candle freak. Mm. And a tea addict. So I would like mm. to know, what is your favorite candle and what is your favorite type of tea? I will never say um, no to like a vanilla musky candle. Yes. My favorite tea is anything hibiscus, passion, or peach in that family. And I have think that ever had. Me. Have you ever had the tea at the Cheesecake Factory? Okay. I don't know that I have for years, but if I recall... It was damn good. Yeah, I used to work there when I was 21. So I've just, the tea is is iconic. Oh, that's so good to know. It, it's like a passion fruit, green mm -hmm. tea, and apparently it's very caffeinated is what I was told. So I but don't that's know. That's the best kind. That's true. What is your favorite thing about yourself? Okay. My favorite thing about myself is this confidence that I don't even know I have until I have it where I get into a situation and somehow I am totally fine. But if I were outside of my body, I would be like, oh my gosh, that seems so intimidating. How could I ever be in this moment? And in reality, I'm like in my body and somehow confidently getting through it. Does that make sense? Yes. And that is so inspiring. I mean, the confidence, I feel as women, especially, it's so hard to find it. Um, and I think that's why people are kind of drawn to you and your social media because honey every picture is just exuding that and we <laughs> love you. that it's inspiring uh so th let's just start talking about that kind of stuff so influencers I mean I say influencer to say the least uh just because when I look at your social media I want everything I'm like I want that outfit I want that food I want that makeup I want that pink sink you put in your house I don't even know I don't even know how you got it I don't even know how you picked that out have you always been influential, maybe like among your peer group, among your friends? Um, or when did you realize that you were an influential person? Okay. So when I was about, hmm, gosh, a young kid, very, very young, I found myself choosing things um, outside of the norm. You know, I was a vegetarian at a young age. I was almost like, I think I want to say five six years old when I decided to stop eating meat and friends around me had no idea what that really meant, you know? And so slowly I saw people in my, my family, my friend circle, um, gravitating more to a plant-based lifestyle. And that was just because I was doing it. So that really inspired me to kind of pave the way for more of that. Um, it's a big responsibility though, to be someone who calls himself an influencer or can be influential. Um, and I know that because being on Nickelodeon for so long and being looked at, you know, by such young kids, I took that very seriously. You know, it's, it's not how easy to be a role model. You, how old were you when you first started acting? Like your first big show, how old were you? You started pretty young, right? Yeah, I was young when I started acting, but my first big show was a show called Listen Up on CBS, and it was with Jason Alexander and Malcolm Jamal Warner, and I was only 14 years old. Um, it was like primarily all adults. It was like a, a father-daughter trials and tribulation, like comedy. It was a great show. I grew up very quickly um, throughout that experience, and so that was probably my biggest experience so far. That's wild. I can't even imagine... Whoa, ah! did you hear that? Damn, we got the lightning going. It's so wild, especially being a, a California person. Like, it is pouring. I was going to say, I could not it, deal. Yeah, you would flip out. You would flip out. It's like, it looks like a tsunami. Oh, man. Is there anything in particular besides, I think you said veganism, but that you maybe take inspiration from when forming, like, I'd say, like, your aesthetic um, your vibe, your mood, just because you have such a point of view. And I feel maybe that's always been true for you just based on what I'm hearing. Is there anything specific that kind of inspires you? That's a good question. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised you said that because personally, I don't feel that I have like a real direction outside of just being what I am in the moment. So, you know, my fiance always makes fun of me for being so like feeling my feelings 
but I feel them and I react on them and I will share them. And I don't think twice, whereas he's a little bit more of like a logical, you know, in the, like he's more realistic and will process things differently. So I think that if anything, that is probably the theme of my life. And so that sort of just led the way in terms of like cultivating whatever my social media is. It's kind of just, what am I feeling? What do I need to get out? And how am I going to do it? You know? I love feeling my feelings as like a mood, as an aesthetic. Oh, I think that's mood. so pure. It's so pure. Real quick, what is your sign and what is your fiance's sign? Because now he's, I need to know. Yeah, so he's an Aries and I'm a Pisces. Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay. Really? Tell me why. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I honestly don't oh, know that much about Aries because I've never dated one. Um, but I love Pisces because most of my friends are Pisces. Weird enough. I'm a oh, Scorpio. Good. So like water signs flow together. We all find each other out in that stream. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. I was wondering if you could walk us through like a typical day for you, um, because I'm just so curious how you balance the social media, parenting, being a partner, your personal time. And let's say you have to do a shot for your Instagram. How many takes does it take you to get that perfect shot? Just curious, because, you know, we always get the one. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. So my day is... Um it's madness, at least in my eyes. I wake up about six to my son needing us. So I, we go and get him. He'll nurse for like 30 minutes. And then basically I'm lucky because I'll, I'll hand him over to dad for about an hour, an hour and a half. And that's when I sort of just regroup. Like I find myself, maybe I snooze a little longer. I get myself together. My two things that are like non-negotiables before coming into the living room is putting a bra on and putting my contacts in. If boobs are hanging to the floor and I can't see like it's not a good way to start the day so I do those two things um I don't even brush my teeth okay that's how important seeing and and boobs being off the ground are to me and then we start the day like it's you know very quick we feed him um, by that point it's like one's nap time so he goes down for a nap and when he goes down for a nap it's like clean up the house do um laundry get emails um Sometimes we'll schedule a call or we'll podcast during that time. And um, once he's up, it's snack time. Then half hour later, it's lunch. Then we play, 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 play. Hopefully address the dogs because I'm sure they need us by that point. Take them for a walk. Um, I'm trying to pick up around the house. I hopefully will get an Instagram moment or I'm storing along the way. And then um, preparing his dinner, always cooking for this child. And then um, by that point, it's like play a little bit more, bath time, nurse, go back to sleep, kid. And then um, we have time. So at 6.30, Gio goes to sleep. And then from 6.30 to about 10.30 is like, what can I accomplish? um, And how do I do this like that? So it's more like organize the house, um, attend to like those longer winded emails that like need more of my focus. We will... um, spend a little bit of quality time when we can. <laughs> the time is just digesting the day. And um, I, sometimes I like to just sit in the backyard and just have that like white noise. And then I usually take a bath and lay in bed and watch HGTV. So that's interesting. And that makes perfect sense that you kind of work your Instagram photos into the day as opposed to like setting up a shoot. So that is a whole thing that Andrew and I were just talking about. I don't calendar any content like I'm so in the moment but to a fault so like when I'm having a chaotic day I have nothing banked I have nothing on the calendar like to set a time away to like you know put a light outfit on or hair makeup whatever and so that is something we're working on right now we're trying out a new little schedule where I actually do have some more time to like figure that out because I actually miss having, and it's so silly that we need content in order to reach people, but it's like, I miss having that daily connection and to like have thought starters or conversation starters or have that back and forth. And sometimes all you need is just a picture. It's really impressive because I always assume that, you know, Instagram influencers and people with big followings are like, okay, so from five o'clock to eight o'clock, I'm in makeup, I'm in clothes, I'm changing out of my outfits. You know, I always assume that it's a whole production, but you know what? Moms have to adapt. Sounds like that's what you do. And especially like all of your other entrepreneurial endeavors, which we'll get into, honey. (laughs) Um, How do you find confidence 
minutes in a day that maybe you're just not feeling it, you're tired, but you're like, I gotta put up something. I gotta get a post. Is there any is there any advice you could give us all out there to kind of rally or find inner confidence? Yeah, I mean, I've done that so more than I can count in the last three months. Okay, so and probably your me, whole your whole career because as a kid, you know, you're like, oh, I gotta go to set, but I'm in a bad mood, or like you've probably had sure. to deal with this your whole life. Oh yes, yes. What I've learned though, you know, the older I've gotten, is that it's okay to be like to feel your feelings. Like I always had to fake it to make it. And that was like my big motto for so many years. You know, you walk into a room, you're there to impress people. You want them to like you. And the older I've gotten, I've just thought, what a, what, what kind of a waste of time is that? <laughs> like I'm, I'm happy to be kind and I'm happy to be myself, but I'm not going to go out of my way to put on some show or facade. Um, if I'm not like fully feeling it, you know what I mean? Like that's not respectable anyways. So I think, um, yeah. To answer your question, how do I do it? I mean, I'm, I usually just dig deep and I find some sort of like conversation or topic that's on my mind. And then even just recently, I've literally done a bunch of TBTs go through my photo albums. And I'm like, this may not have anything to do with what I'm feeling, but here's like a throwback of when I felt great. And this is what I'm feeling now. I relate to that so much. Or even earlier today, I was going through my phone because my best friend is about to have her one year wedding anniversary. And I was like, her wedding was so fun. And like, I look good that night. And I'm like, looking at the photos. And I was like, remember last year, how fun last year was. <laughs> I was I, like, I have so many pictures I could just post, you know? Yep. I just did that. And there was wedding photos in there. And I just thought, what a trip that who would have thought we would be digging these up to make ourselves feel good about, you know, for me, it was like, let's feel good about the future, you know, like, Oh, right. Oh, yeah. One day, one day. Yes. Are y'all is y'all's wedding on hold because of everything? No. So we've been engaged since 2017. We've had no plans to get married. Um, we just did it more or less because, We'd been together for, at the time, I think it was like six or seven years, and it felt like a proper next step. Um, you know, again, it's silly to say this, but it's like being a role model, I always felt, and I hate that I felt this way, but I always felt a little weird that I wasn't like married to this person mm -hmm. that I've been with for so long. So we had this conversation and I said, well, you know what, if I wear a ring, like people wouldn't really know the difference. And because marriage isn't like super important to us, we both came from broken families and we just thought we'll, we'll make our relationship work and, and figure it out along the way. But having geo and starting a family has definitely brought up, um, more of the conversation of like, you know, becoming more solidified as a family together. So I'm not at all saying no to getting married in the future. If I did, I would want, you know, my kid or my kids to be there to witness it. So, but until then I, I'm, I'm not planning anything yet. I love that. I think, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves and I think it's so fucking cool that to, to just take ownership of your own life and your own plans. I think that's so cool. Cause my parents are Southern and they were like, you better be married when you have that baby, you know? And I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But I think that's so cool. Nice. Uh, okay. Let's talk about veganism. Yes. Okay. I think it's so cool. So vegetarian at age five, vegan since 13. And skinny bitch was your gateway moment, which I bring <laughs> up only because same with me. Oh my gosh. What I know. Wow. Yeah, so I've been vegan 10 years, and it started on a set where a woman handed me Skinny Bitch and was like, because I was asking her about it, and she was like, oh, you can have it, I already ha I have another copy, and I read it, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to go vegan, and I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I love, I love that, uh, that we had the same kind of thing, but how did that all start, and then why did you choose to stick with it long term? What was the first, like, five-year-old little sweet Daniela made this decision? What was it that made you stick with that? It was really easy for me. I mean, I saw animals being abused and I saw them crying for help and I saw like the torture and it literally like, I think the PTSD of it all really triggered me for years to come. And I just knew that like, if that's where our food comes from, I want nothing to do with that quote unquote food. That's not for me. So years later, when I learned more about, you know, taking the next step and getting rid of all animal products, animal byproducts, 
I, um, I did, I read skinny bitch and how funny, because of course at that age, you know, you're coming into your own. I was like in sixth grade at the time, trying to figure myself out in such a weird place. You know, you're so like kind of awkward, but like confidently trying to be this woman who I wasn't ready to be yet. And, um, came across skinny bitch, probably thinking, Oh, this is going to make me skinny, Uh, you know, naively thinking. Same when I read it. It's a bad title. It's a bad title. It's an awful title. And I'm sure like, In a weird way, it's a great title because it got into my head in a way that I never expected. It wasn't about becoming skinny. It was about factory farming and the reality of the food industry. And I had already been processing the idea of, you know, what veganism was. It wasn't like a, a hot topic at the time. The only thing for me that made it really easy was I actually grew up right near Follow Your Heart, the original like market and little restaurant. I love it so, there so much. Oh, it's just home for me, you know? So I was a kid going there. So I actually knew what veganism was. Um, so I had known about it. My uncle was actually passing away of cancer and they had a chef come and prepare a vegan meal to like, and it was weird because when I asked this chef, like, you know, why veganism and this and that, she talked to me about the health benefits. So for me, I knew, okay, animals are harmed. This is not something I want to be a part of health benefits. This is great. You know? And then of course, later down the line, I realized about the environmental effects. And so for me, it just was like a no brainer. Yeah, I was going to ask you the next question, which you just sort of answered, which is how have your vegan beliefs evolved over time? And that's exactly what I was going to ask you, because, again, same with me. It started out sort of a vanity experiment and then became ethical, became about the environment. It became about health, became about everything. So same with you. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. I mean, however you find it and however it makes sense in your life is, is perfectly fine. Like, I think there's so many different angles to it. It really doesn't matter. We love, um, okay. Are you like super totally all the way vegan? Meaning like you don't wear leather. Yeah. I mean, I am, I don't have any leather in my, um, my house or, you know, obviously even when it comes to like home or home decor down feathers or wool, but that didn't happen right away at all. I mean, that was something that like, yeah, I mean, that happened gradually and that would happen when it would come down to making the choice. If I happen to have like leather in my closet or shoes that were leather or whatever from maybe like a job that I did or someone got me or whatever, um, I wouldn't just like off them right away because that makes no sense to me either. That animal died and like, I'm not going to just throw it in the trash after it, you know, anyway, so that's a whole nother story. But, um, but over the years I've had the option to make choices that of course I support. So I think at this point in my life, there's really not much left (laughs) that would ever be, you know, non-vegan. Yeah. I mean, I find out more and more things every day. I, I got some, I, I was eating potato chips and I was like, these are so good. And I realized they were white truffle potato chips. And then I was like, oh wait, I probably can't eat these because wait, truffles, because truffles are harvested oh, because, by pigs yes. and apparently yes. they are not treated well, of course. So I was like, well, never uh-huh. mind. I'm not going to eat these anymore. But so there's always levels to it and it's always a discovery. And so that's why I just wanted to ask kind of, I'm in the same boat, but it's so hard to avoid homewares and home goods. There, right? You have to read every label. You have to read every little thing. Rugs, like oh, rugs yeah. were the, the hardest thing for me. Yeah, because majority of them are wool and those are, you know, obviously sometimes more or less expensive. Sometimes you find really more expensive ones. But for me, I, I decided that we were going to do all jute in our house. And then also there's this company called Ruggable, which is like machine washable rugs. And those are all made with synthetic fibers and they're cute. And like, there are solutions and there have been more, I'd say in the last few years, but I remember thinking it's impossible. How do you have a house without like, you know, animals in, in it somewhere? Wow. I need to consult with you about the vegan cowboy boots that I want. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't, I found one lady that makes them and she yes, makes them for Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I have them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I should just call her cause I really want a custom pair for my wedding. She's I want fantastic. like hot pink ones. Like I want to, I want the most extra boots you've ever known. She is really the only source. Okay. I'm going to call her. You, you sealed it for me. Oh yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, yeah. I would love, Daniela, to talk with you about your vegan business endeavors. And since this is Natch Butte, we are going to start with the Kinder Beauty Box. Because, sweetie, I don't know if you know this, but your your co-founder, Miss Evie, her and I actually met this year. Uh, We met in February because her manager is in a band with my fiancé. What? Random? I know. They're in a 90s cover <laughs> band and they perform once a year. And she was here from London for like in February and was there. And he was like, hey, you got to meet Jackie. She's vegan and has a podcast like you. And so randomly that was interesting. But so you and Miss Ivana Lynch, which if you don't know everybody, she is a Ravenclaw diva. Yes, Miss Luna Lovegood of Harry Potter fame. How the hell did the two of you meet? And how did y'all get this going? And tell us what the Kinder Beauty Box is. Okay. You want the real story? Uh, Of course. Okay. The real story (laughs) is that PETA brought Evie and I together. (gasps) I love that. So Evie and I had never met. At least I don't think we had met. Maybe been at the same place at the same time at like a gala or something, but never really officially met. Now, Andrew Bernstein, who's actually our third partner, he worked at PETA and he would help... um, you know, I guess work with talent there on campaigns and such. So we had both worked with Andrew individually, but never together. And when Andrew decided that he had this brilliant idea to come up with like this vegan cruelty-free subscription box, he left PETA and went to, uh, he left PETA and and actually moved him and his wife to Denver um, to curate this whole idea. So he pitched the idea to myself and Evie And we were like fully on board. I actually flew to Denver as soon as I started talking to him and sat down with our other partners at the time. And we started just going into it. I mean, down to like, I was like, it's got to be kinder, kinder beauty. Like all of the little nitty gritty details were so fun. Of course, Evie was in London. So everything she did was like, you know, via Skype or whatever. And so we then decided to like really roll with it. And so for the last, pretty much two years, I'd say we've been in the works with Kinder Beauty, maybe a little longer. Um, yeah, we've been putting our blood, sweat and tears into it. It's grown significantly, but it's taken so much hard work. Yeah, I actually got one. Uh, when did I get mine? I want to say March, maybe right before pandemic started, I got one. Um, and I loved it. And I, I was familiar with some of the brands, some of the brands I wasn't familiar with, but do you get to curate the ideas? And then tell us like where we can buy them and... Um, how it works. Okay. So, um, we curate the boxes ourselves, Evie and I, and we try every single product that's in a box. We try, we have a whole spreadsheet. We work with these partners. Sometimes we create our own kind of beauty products with these partners. Um, you know, it's, it's a whole process, but no matter what, nothing goes into a box that we haven't tried, tested and absolutely loved. And then we have a whole nother list of like credentials they have to like meet where it's like, of course it has to be vegan. Of course it has to be cruelty free and clean, but then what does clean mean? Like it can't have any of these toxic ingredients. And we make sure that all of our partners are in the know we sign off on all that. And, um, and the whole thing is our value per box, um, has to meet anywhere between $75 to upwards of $165 yes, per box. Yes, value. Yes, value. Right. Cause like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like for years I was intimidated to even go completely vegan and cruelty-free because A, I didn't know what was vegan and cruelty-free and B, everything was a fortune. And I just right. didn't want to like commit to something that was like, okay, great. Now I love this moisturizer and I'm going to break the bank every week or month. You know, I, I relate to that so much because you get something and you think you read the ingredients, right? And then you're like, wait a minute, there's beeswax in this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And then you have to like oh, yeah. not buy it again and you feel guilty. So knowing that everything coming in at the house is vegan, it is vetted. We love the brand. I know y'all do a lot of like indie brands too in the box, woman owned brands. We do a blend. Yeah, we do a blend. Mm-hmm we want them to be ethical. A lot of our partners also donate back. So like we of course donate part of our proceeds to our favorite animal rights and um, environmental organizations, or in the recent times we've donated to 
whatever cause is really in need, like, you know, Australian bushfires or BLM or whatever it may be, like we are totally on board. Um, and then, you know, we have a whole program outside of that where it's like, we have collections that will go to specific organizations. We have add-on collections. Um, and our boxes, price-wise, they vary. But if you do month-to-month, it's $25. And if you do anything more than that, three, six, or 12-month bundles, it gets um, significantly less. So that's our whole our whole mission is like, we need to get rid of animal testing. There's no point that's in it. So cool. We're done with it. Yeah. And we've got so many cool partners coming up. And in July's box, we're working with Osea. And yes. we're working. Right? I love OCA. So, we work together all the time. Yeah. They sponsor Nash Butte. They sponsor me. They're I great. love it. Oh yep. gosh. Congrats. I just love, it's so cool to be here. We're a, a year and a half in and we're getting like that notoriety that like we always hoped we would get. Um, and it's just, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about kind of beauty. It's so exciting. Well, everybody get a box. Now's the time to sit at your house and experiment with vegan products uh, everybody sign up for one. Is it kinderbeauty.com, kinderbeautybox.com? Yep. Kinder, yep. Either one, kinderbeauty.com. And you can follow us on Instagram. If you sign up for our mailing list, um, our email list, you'll get offers and you'll get exclusives and you'll get, you know, box reveals before anyone else can see them. Because our biggest thing for a long time, cause we're so small <laughs> is that we, we were selling out really, really quick. And so what we realized was we have to like reveal the box earlier almost every month. So it's like we reveal it now, like we already revealed August um, because it was the July sold out so fast. So um, the email really does help to, to help people not feel like they missed out. Since you are in partnership with a Raven Claudiva, curious if you know your Hogwarts house. I don't. <gasps> wow. I don't. got to take the Pottermore test. Okay, I will. Yeah. It, you don't even have to know what Harry Potter is. I made my fiance do it. He doesn't okay. even know Harry Potter. He was like, what's the most Jewish house? That's probably who I am. I was like, no, you got to take, the, you got to take the test. He ended up being a Ravenclaw. I'm a Hufflepuff. Um, I'm going to need you to, to do some research at some point when you, when you have a moment. Okay. Yeah, no, curious. we're good. I'll get on that. Yeah, you got Can't it. Can't wait. Uh, use this. We've sort of talked about this, but I just read an interview where you said women should care about where and how they're spending their money. And we are all about woman-owned businesses and voting with our wallets here on Ashby. But I was just wondering if maybe you could elaborate on what you meant by that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, our dollar is what really matters. And this is what keeps the world going around, right? They're, everyone's trying to sell something. Everyone's trying to support one another. Maybe not everyone trying to support one another, but that should be the mission, right? You know, get something in return and feel good about it. I'm so done with just blanketly like spending money. I just don't think there's a need for it anymore. I think we're all at a place where we can be really conscious consumers we can make a difference with every dollar we spend. We can create companies that make a difference. There is room for all of it. And so um, I just think that whoever is willing to step up and we should be supporting those companies, they can grow and eventually become, you know, the bigger entities that they deserve to be and, and hopefully take over some of the big ones that don't need to be where they are. <laughs> That's right, sweetie. That's right. <laughs> we love. Tell us about Pig Out Pigless Pork Grinds. Pork Rinds. Um, I know you're involved with that company. And then tell us about Sugar Taco, which I'm so mad that I'm not in LA to eat because those oh. photos look incredible. But so these are two other sort of vegan business endeavors that you're involved with. I took a picture with that pig, the big Pig Out yeah. Pig at Eat Drink Vegan. And I didn't even know. I, sh I didn't even get any <laughs> snacks. So tell us oh. about those. I got to get some. Oh, yeah. You got to get some. Okay. Outstanding Foods is a company that is just, I'm so excited about because they're everywhere finally, right? Like yes. in what world do you invest in a plant-based company? And then shortly after, maybe not shortly, but with a lot of time and effort, you can say that this product is in the majority of grocery stores across the nation. And because they're just so loved, like, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are really on the keto kick, right? And so pork yes. rinds fit into that paleo keto world. I don't know enough about it. So I'm not going to speak on it. But our pork rinds are so much healthier than real pig pork rinds. They're lower in sodium, they're lower in fat, and obviously they're cholesterol free, they're gluten free, and they're completely vegan. And the flavors are just outrageous. And what makes outstanding food so different than any other snack food business out there is that all of the foods that come out of outstanding foods are 
totally curated and crafted by our in-house chef. And I don't know, I mean, you might know actually, because you've been an OG vegan for a long time, but Chef Dave Anderson originally came from Real Food Daily when Real Food Daily was like one of the only like vegan spots. Oh, baby. Okay. Yes. Those nachos, baby. Oh, the nachos. And then he went off and opened his own restaurant called Madeline Bistro where I discovered him and his wife. And I started working at that restaurant um, in between jobs because I just love the food. I actually said, don't pay me. I'm just going to work for food. All I want is a takeout box at the end of the day. So worked for him there. And then um, he went off from that point on and started curating the um, Beyond Meat Burger. And so mm-hmm. he's very, very, very well known and very well loved in the plant-based community. He's so incredibly talented. And then about five years ago, he reached out to me out of the blue. I had just bought this house with Andrew and he goes, I want to start a business. And he's not that guy, right? Like he's an OG vegan. He could just be in the kitchen and do his thing. And so he basically partnered with someone who used to be a customer at Madeline Bistro who loved his food. Um, and Bill Glazer is our other um, co-founder and CEO. So they came together and they created Outstanding Foods. And I, of course, invested because I believe so wholeheartedly in Dave. And here we are. That's so cool. And then what about Sugar Taco? Any Los Angelinos that are hungry. Incredible food. The best, the best food. Um, so I mean, the pictures look so good that I like my mouth waters when I look at my Instagram. Oh, we got to ship you something. We have, we have hot sauce. <laughs> oh man. I'll be back at some okay, point okay. and I will be in line every day with my mask on ready to chow. Yeah, girl, come on over. So sugar taco was originally, um, dreamt up by Jade Nicole, who was another vegan activist in the space. And she's just a go-getter. She's worked in the restaurant industry for many years. She's uh, knows what she wants. She goes after it. And what she wanted was a female investment crew And so she reached out to me, pitched me the idea. And although it's not always the best investment to invest in a restaurant, I wanted to be a part of it because I saw the vision. And we give back to so many other organizations as well. We partner with really great um, rescues and um, we're just doing like the whole thing. And food just happens to be like the vehicle that's getting us there. So everything in our restaurant from the ground up was basically restored or from a thrift store or we literally like spray painted things. And I mean, honestly, it was the craziest process I've ever been a part of because I was also pregnant during the time. And all of it was just, it's just a magical place. You walk into Sugar Taco, you feel like you're somewhere else. So the food is incredible, of course. And it, it's a bigger picture. I mean, you're giving back to organizations, you're saving the planet. It's awesome. See, that's how awesome it is. Everyone's calling for Sugar Taco. I guess so. They told me to unplug the phone and I was like, it's not a big deal. Nobody's going to call. That's what I would think. I don't even have a phone other than my phone. I'm in my fiance's uh, dad's office and, you know, dads always have phones. That's That's a responsible thing to have. Yeah, I guess so. Is it true that Sugar Taco has a dog menu? Yes. Okay, tell me about that, because Chooch and I, my dog, are going to be there, and, you know, she always feels left out. So I think that is an extra touch that only a woman would have thought of. Right? Uh, so our dog menu changes all the time, and it's um, everything on that menu goes to a new um, animal or companion pet uh, rescue. Oh, yeah. I love that. Choochie, we got to go. We got to go get some tacos. Okay, let's just talk about like products and favorites real quick mm-hmm. because I know that's what everybody wants to know. Uh, I saw a photo of your fiance on his Instagram. He was in a, a face mask and he was with your baby. And I was like, we love a man that masks. We love partners that mask. I was wondering if, is there a mask you two love to do together or or what's his face mask or like, what are some face masks that y'all like in the house? Ooh, that's a great, great question. Okay. So I approve things on kind of beauty, but they don't really get approved until Andrew approves. We love. Yeah. Let me throw some products at you. I just actually posted about this, so I'm going to throw it out there. So Florin B is one of our OG like eye creams that comes in our Kinder Faves collection, which is like the first box you get when you subscribe. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. Okay. And on the topic of eyes, we also have like the eye masks from 100% Pure in that same collection. Oh, I got those in my box. Yes. Like, so good. What we a love. treat. They're so good. Like, you really feel like you're treating yourself when you use one of those. Um. And in terms of masks, gosh, where do we even start? Like we have a, a his mask was like a charcoal. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say that was like a Delia Organics mask, if I recall. 
And we love like a clay mask, like anything that involves a little like effort and like homemadeness Mm -hmm. is really like, it feels like you're going the extra mile for yourself. Um, And then of course, sheet masks. I mean, we've got, I couldn't even tell you how many sheet masks we have. Like, those are great. I I love throwing a sheet mask on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, yeah. Um, are there any self-care rituals that are personal to you, but also self-care rituals that you maybe do as a couple or as a family? Oh, interesting. So self-care rituals, hmm. I mean, I mean it de- you said contacts and bra <laughs> every day, no matter what. That's one. Oh, and a bath. So I used to take a bath every whole night of my entire life. And now sometimes I'm honestly, it sounds awful, but I'm honestly too lazy to even get in the bath by the end of the day. So I just shower yep. to keep things quick. Um, but that would be like hands down if I had to recommend something for someone to just feel at peace. Um, and then of course, if you have like spa music accessible, I always do that as well. Okay, I need to know what is on your eyes because your lashes look so good. And is that a mascara? Is that a lash? What are you doing? I mean, they look good in all your photos. They look great now, but you are blessed. Oh so my God, not doing? blessed. Are you, are you ready? No, I'm not blessed. I've been wearing individuals for 12 years of my life. Wow. Yeah. So I do them like spreading the secret. Yeah. I do them like once a week, once every week and a half. I can really stretch them now because I feel like I've got it down to a science. Um, always been a lash person. Even when I was in like elementary school, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup, but I was allowed to use an eyelash curler. Wow. So are they like the little pronged ones, like the three prongs? Yes. Wow. So and you put them on with glue. Yes. I use Ardell medium black flares. Okay. And you need to get them knotted. If they're not knotted, they're just a bitch to take off the little thingy. Um, and then you need like a tweezer with like a flat head, delicately pull that sucker off. And then you need black duo glue. It's like a little thing. It's pink writing. Mm-hmm. Can't miss it. Um, it probably costs you $10 for the whole thing. And then you're really good to go. I mean, that pack will last me like, I don't know, a few weeks. And how long does it take you start to finish? Uh, Five to minutes. Do it? But, uh, oh, wow. Because at this point now, you probably just replace ones that need replacing and kind of keep them replenished. So basically, I'll do that like a couple times throughout like two weeks. And then when it gets to that moment when it's like, Hey, you've had enough, then I'll do a full set. And the full set takes me like five minutes. When you met your son, when you were giving birth, did you have your lashes on? Yeah. Yeah. You were like, never seen me. This is mommy. (laughs) This is mommy. Okay. She is fabulous. There was like a good moment in the, in the midst of the pandemic world where I was just like, what's the point? And for like two days, I was just like, what's the point? And then I realized very quickly, no, there's a point. Like you, yes. you just wear them. A hundred percent. Speaking of Mr. Geo, um, are there any products for baby that you recommend? There's lots of mommies. There's lots of mommies to be listening, parents. Um, I'm always asking moms on my show if they have baby wrecks, because um, I know it's hard to know what's good for baby and what baby likes. So any oh. any uh, any baby routine products yes. that you like? So, okay. So there's this thing called Kiki Cream that I used at this... Um, it was like a prenatal place I went to throughout my pregnancy and they would rub it on our bellies at the end of yoga. And it's like this magical stuff, but here's the thing. I don't know that you can buy it. So I'm just going to tell you what's in it. Um, it's okay. Coconut oil, shea butter and almond oil. And mm-hmm. basically this person who makes the Kiki cream just whips it up and puts it in this pretty little jar and sells it for a million dollars. And then you're like, Oh my God, this is all I need in life. That has saved us. I mean, it's great for your own belly when you're pregnant or even postpartum and you're trying to like condition your skin, but it's great for anything on a baby. Like it's very gentle. 
But I think in general, like my whole thing with babies is like, let's go back to the basics, right? So like coconut oil, basic and clean and simple. Yes. And, and yeah, so then that or like my Nona, who's Italian, she would say, put a little olive oil on them. You know what I mean? So I just think don't My sister it. would olive oil my nephew's butt. I remember seeing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe if you get to a place where like they're a little older and they're not as sensitive to scents and things like that, maybe get into like, you know, some sort of aromatherapy, lavender, things like that, that can really help with calming and yeah. Simple. Excellent. Uh, okay. We're running out of time. I have two more questions for you. I want to ask you about core workout tips because I know you and your fiance are fit and love to work out and I'm trying to get my heart rate up, but I don't have a lot of space. And I also know that you just posted a YouTube video about booty workouts (laughs) and I need some help with my booty. I just feel like I'm sitting around. I'm having a hard time. Can you give us a couple quick tips on like, I'm on the go. I'm a mom. I'm busy. Yes. How do I move the body? How do I get that? Oh my booty gosh. Going? All you have to do is squat, squat and lunge, baby. Those are the two things that will get you through. And I think like, it sounds crazy. You just stand in one spot. If you have your baby, you can literally hold your baby squat and lunge, make it fun or get on the ground, do some like hip thrusts in the air. You know, when you lift your booty off the ground, do some of mm-hmm. those. Um, and then core. So such the basics, but it's like, I think postpartum or just in general, the smartest thing to do are planks um, because it's not so much building outerly abs. It's like almost like Mm -hmm. the inside ones, the really tiny little twitch muscle types. Um, So yeah, those would be my go-tos and you don't need anything for it. So if I were to like start a routine, how, how long you think I should like get going? Do you think I should do like a, a few sets or like 20 minutes or I'm so Okay, I'm telling lost. you. So you want to do like 12 increments of 12. If you can okay. do 15, okay. that's even better. If you want to start at eight and, or 10 or whatever, that's fine. But I think 12 is a happy medium. So maybe do 12 and then do three sets of everything and take okay, like done. a 30 second break and, or a 45 second break. I'm going to be calling you later and just, just so you know, answer the call because I want to make sure I'm doing my squats right. Great. <laughs> Wait in the let's heels. T- <laughs> oh, done. Uh, okay, let's talk about um, Parenting Like a Mother Father, your podcast, which I love the title. Because, you know, you appear to really have it together uh, in terms of like that house and the styling. Um, the, you know, y'all are both attractive and the baby's <laughs> cute and the makeup and everything. But I feel like you get the most real on adulting like a mother father because y'all really get down to like parenting what it's like, everything you're going through. Um, so what made you and Andrew want to start the podcast? Well, it, it pays and it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> yes, we love that answer. No, honey. it's because it's like for me, um, you know, all of this was like so new and I think it was like the easiest way to document exactly what we were going through. And the reason for that is obviously it's in some regard, it's selfish because like, it feels so good to be able to chat things out. But more importantly, like I know how many parents out there feel this way or have gone through these things. And it just, the relatability piece and being coming a parent is like the thing that gets me through the day, knowing that I'm not the first person to have gone through this, or I'm not going through this alone right now in this exact moment makes me like take a deep breath. And I'm not even exaggerating. There are so many days where I'm just like, why doesn't anyone tell you this? And what I really realized is even if they told you, it would go right over your head because you wouldn't have any idea of what it really felt like. Parenting is really hard. You're like, cool. Yeah, I know. But in your head, you're thinking, well, I've got this. I'm very capable. I, right. It won't be as hard for me. I, that's what I right. thought, at least. And I was very wrong. Is there anything like that you've learned since becoming a mom that you literally were like, I did not expect this at all? Like, if you could give us one little tip or one little anecdote, like, nobody told me about this. Is there anything off the top of your head? Yeah, I, the breastfeeding thing was just like a whole nother world. And it took me probably a few months to really find my rhythm because he's been exclusively breastfed up until just recently when introduced food, but we still nurse um, Mm -hmm. a few times a day. But before that, it was like, you can barely go to the bathroom before it's time to feed them again. It really felt like I was like, and this is why I have so much um, empathy for the dairy industry. I just cannot stand it because like, 
it's just awful. Like I, I will do it absolutely for my own children, but to be, to, to be locked up in like this place and be like on this machine and be tortured and, and be separated from your own baby. And then just put on this machine, your hormones are all over the place. Like it's not enjoyable feeling it's painful at first and it's still kind of is painful and you're just stuck there. And like, I can't stand the dairy industry. I think if anyone out there is listening and they aren't vegan and they don't plan to be vegan, I don't really care. Just give up dairy. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel the same way. It breaks my heart. And the more, you know, the more painful it is, but it is, I agree with you. It's very important to face it and know that that's what you're supporting. Yeah. And, and that's interesting that as a becoming a mother and breastfeeding made you see it even more clearly beyond. Like I kind of felt like yeah. that was going to happen because I couldn't imagine even while I was pregnant, I couldn't imagine giving birth and then the baby just being taken away from me. And then I was basically put on a like a schedule in order to like be able to produce milk right. for other people. But then when you are breastfeeding, it's, it's a labor of love that I can't even explain. And it took me, like I said, a, a few months to actually start to really enjoy it. So now no big deal. Awesome. I'm so glad I stuck yeah. with it, but it was a lot. Yeah, I think that's cool because uh, a lot of women probably don't, or a lot of people that uh, had babies probably don't have anybody to talk to about something like that. And the fact that you're talking about it on your show is so great because then they're like, oh, wow, I went through that too. Nobody, nobody told me about that. So we love that. Is there anything that you've learned about your partner through doing the pod that you were really surprised about? Yeah, I mean, he can finance like he was a CPA and he worked in sales and like definitely never in the spotlight okay what I've realized is that he when he speaks like I listen and I just mm -hmm. think that like he comes from a different um upbringing and he comes from a different perspective and I just think that like I just respect him so much and I respect him even more now being in such a different position having now quit his job and taking on this whole new role and just love doing the show with him because I feel like he's such a voice of reason and it just makes things so much better that's so cute what a fun dynamic uh so everybody out there even if you're not a parent I think you, there's a lot to learn, but check out Adulting Like a Mother Father, which is, again, the best name of a podcast ever. Daniela, we got to get out of here. I have had so much fun getting to know you. I hope when I get back to L.A., I can come into, you know, yes. get some tacos, come into Sugar Taco, get my taco on, and um, do some squats. <laughs> do some squats in your honor. I love it. Let, uh, tell everybody where we can find you on the internet real quick, like your YouTube, your Instagram, um, anything else you want to give us at the last minute here. Yeah. Uh, plugs galore. And then I'll get Thank you out of here to go feed that baby. <laughs> um, yeah, all the things are pretty much at Daniela Monet. And, um, you know, show Kinder Beauty some love. If you're interested in signing up, there's tons of information on our website. We upload new blogs weekly. So there's that too. If you just want information about cruelty-free and clean living. We love, and I love that you do lashes all the time. That is like my favorite thing. And I finally, I wonder if people, do people ask you about your lashes on Instagram all the time? Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> We got the scoop today, honey. We got the scoop today. Daniela, thank you so much. Thank you. You're a delight. This is awesome. I can't wait to come over and uh, check out yes, all of those come. beautiful. I see some beautiful pulls on your kitchen there. Everything is so thoughtful. <laughs> She's got such a mood. I, I can't wait to explore <laughs> and be nosy. Aww, this was fun. Okay. Thank you so much, Daniela. Everybody of listening, course. you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And don't forget to cream that neck and keep your fringe fresh. Stop. Stop. A, podca <clears throat> a podcast network.